0: What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. Greatly appreciate everyone for tuning in today. Recording on Thursday instead of my normal Friday schedule because of work and because the Bills are playing on Saturday. So this episode is going to be a full NFL wildcard weekend preview. I'll be starting off with the Bills game because they're the first game for the slate on Saturday anyway, and I'll be going into the rest of the games. If you do not follow me on Instagram already, please give me a follow at English Encore Podcast. I'll be posting some cool graphics there later today. I'll also be posting videos from another podcast show that I appeared on yesterday, big thank you to Sebastian Alex and Kevin for having me on the 42 North 78 West sports show I'll be having the links to that in my Instagram as well so be sure to check them out give them a follow give them a like on their Facebook page It'd be greatly greatly appreciated wild card weekend so bills are kicking things off one o'clock on Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts it's gonna be a really good game there are obviously injury concerns for both sides. Starting with the Indianapolis Colts, Rocky Sin, one of their star cornerbacks, one of, if not their best cornerback in front of Xavier Rhodes, is out with a concussion against the Bills. That's going to be huge for the Bills offense. DeForest Buckner is a name to keep an eye on. He's logged two, did not practice this week, and he was limited for the first time today. So we have to keep an eye on him going into Saturday's game. Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs have been the talk for the Bills as far as injuries goes. Stephon Diggs reassured Bills fans yesterday when they asked him about it, that he was all good. Cole Beasley got hurt in last week's game. He did not play Week 17 against the Dolphins. He is questionable. He practiced for the first time today in a limited capacity. Diggs was also limited today after not practicing yesterday, and the Bills conducted a walkthrough on Tuesday. But um, Diggs I'm not really too concerned about. At this point in the year, everyone's banged up. You know, Josh Allen's probably hurt. Devin Singletary, Gabe Davis, the Bills to offensive line, poyer All those guys are probably dinged up in some way, shape, or form. I'm really not that concerned about Diggs. He's a guy that doesn't really need to be practicing this late in the year. He really just needs to log those limiteds and get the rest days in there, especially during a playoff run when you need him and he's the focal point of your offense with Josh Allen. Cole Beasley I'm a little bit more concerned about. I really don't know if he's going to play – I think Kenny Stills signing is going to make a very tough decision for the Bills. If the Bills feel that Kenny Stills has done enough during practice and is you know comprehended the playbook enough, or he could play even in a limited capacity this week, I think the Bills would be smarter to rest Cole Beasley for another week. You're going to need him down the line in the playoffs um, and play Kenny Stills to get past the Colts. You know The Bills have been beating some really good defenses, whether it was the 49ers, the Steelers. They throttled the Dolphins last week. Um, The offense kind of clicking at all cylinders. John Brown is also back. That's another reason why I think you could get away with arresting Beasley for another week. Gabe Davis has continued to play well. We saw Isaiah McKenzie make his impact on the game. We didn't even really see Zach Moss and Singletary catch the ball in the backfield like they can. Tyler Croft might be inserted back in. We'll have to see with him as well. So is I'm a little bit more concerned about. But overall, I think the Bills are relatively healthy going into this game. Um, The keys to the game for the Bills, to me, is they really just have to flip the game plan they had earlier in the year versus the Kansas City Chiefs. In that game, they pretty much played very conservative. They didn't want Patrick Mahomes to take the top off the defense They played very far back with Poyer and Hyde and Trey White. They didn't want to get beat by Kelsey and Hill over the top. Same thing with Sammy Watkins. To me, and then in that game, you know, the Chiefs ran all over us with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So to me, you flip that game plan. You want to stop Jonathan Taylor, Himes, all the different running backs they have um, because the Colts do have a really good run game. Jonathan Taylor has been a beast. He's had seven touchdowns in his last four games. He's capable of exploding for 100 to 200 yards any given game so they really do need to step up and stop the run and force philip rivers to beat you he's been very bad this year he only has a few 300 yard games against bad defenses he's really not going to take the top off i really am not scared of their wide receivers to meet Travis white should have no problem against ty hilton he's well rested he didn't play last game you're gonna get a fresh Jerry hughes and mario addison rushing Philip Rivers as well, going along at Oliver's, who's really come on as of late. The number two quarterback position is a little bit of concern. Michael Pittman Jr. is a very big physical receiver. Levi Wallace has been, you know, up and down all year. The Colts might go at him early and often. I'd like to see Dane Jackson get a lot more snaps if he's even going to be there. You know, a few times he's gotten to play. They haven't really kept him around. Um, I'd like to see him be on the 53-man roster going forward into the playoffs. I think he's earned that right So that's really the biggest concerns for the Bills to me. Um, From the Colts, they have a really good run defense. And to me, I want to, you know, bottle up Josh Allen, keep him in the pocket, and see if the Bills run game can beat you. Because Zach Moss and Devin Singletary haven't been great all year. They've shown flashes during certain games, like against the Rams and the Patriots and the Broncos, that they can run the ball. But to me, the Colts' plan is they want to make the Bills beat them on the ground because the Colts' defense is top five in the NFL in yards per carry of running backs. And then, obviously, the injury to Beasley could be a concern for the Bills. But the Bills, or excuse me, the Colts play a lot of, you know, cover for zone defenses. They don't really play out a ton of man-to-man, which I think could be huge for the Bills. You know, Stephon Diggs, even Kenny Stills, a guy like that can just sit um, down in the open spots of a zone. And Josh Allen's been shown the ability... In this MVP season to pick teams apart so this is going to be a really really interesting game the Colts are definitely not a team that you can overlook you know this is a game the Bills should win they're gonna be having fans it's gonna be loud it's gonna be a great atmosphere Philip Rivers a lot better playing in the warm weather and inside a dome like he has in Indianapolis and with the Chargers I think he could very much struggle in this game it's gonna be very chilly Um, he's five and six in his career in the playoffs He's been very up and down this year. If the Bills can force him into turnovers to continue their great defense they've been playing as of late, I think the Bills should easily win this game. I do look forward to seeing if the Bills can establish the run because if you can establish a run against this great Indianapolis Colts front seven, um, I think it's going to be great um, for them going forward in the playoffs. And it's going to be big if Moss or Singletary can step up. I mean, to see if Josh Allen runs around a little bit more, we haven't really seen that much from him. Um, especially in the last five or six weeks, except for the Broncos game is the only game he ran around just a little bit. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be a very cool game. Frank Wright coming back to Buffalo as well. Cool story. The Bills helped the Colts by beating the Dolphins week 17, but it's time to send them packing. I'm going with the Bills in this one, 31-20. I really think the Bills are just clicking on all cylinders right now and I think they're going to continue that momentum from Week 17. I'm really glad they played their starters, and I think they're going to continue that momentum and beat the Colts in the first round. Moving on to the second game, we have the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Seattle Seahawks, so another uh, divisional game once again, so these teams are playing for a third time this year. The Jared Goff injury is obviously the biggest question mark for the Los Angeles Rams. If he's able to play, I do like the Rams' chances. However, if he doesn't, I just think Seattle's defense has played a lot better lately, especially on the back end with Jamal Adams. Bobby Wagner is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. They're starting to get some pass rush from that front four. Russell Wilson, the offensive, cooled off as of late. He hasn't thrown for over 300 yards since the Buffalo game earlier in the year. However, as a team, Seattle has won six of their last seven, whereas the Rams haven't been playing their best football. They lost to the Jets a few weeks ago. Um, they're struggling on offense. Their defense is really what's going to have to carry them to win games. Obviously, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey are big factors for them. If Jalen Ramsey can wipe out DK Metcalf and Aaron Donald's going to get to Russell Wilson, even with a backup quarterback, the way Sean McVay coaches, I do think the Rams have a chance in this game. But at the end of the day, Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. It's a very experienced playoff team. Pete Carroll's a good head coach. And I just think the injuries and less Goff plays, i maybe change my opinion. But as of right now, I think Seattle is going to win this game. I'm going to go with Seattle 29-17. Um, like I said, if Jared Goff was to play, I actually think I might take the Rams. But, you know, with Goff out, you know, Cooper Cup's been on and off the COVID list recently. So we don't really know about him either. I know Jalen Ramsey can shut down maybe DK Metcalf, but they still have Tyler Lockett on the other side, and I just like Russell Wilson's game, and I think their run game is good enough to beat the Rams. Then going into the last game of the night, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going and playing the Washington football team. Mike Evans had a big injury scare this past week, but he had a full practice today, so it's a good sign for him. Chase Young and that front four are very legit for Washington are one of the best in the NFL. I think easily top 5 in my opinion. They're definitely going to try to put pressure on Brady um and it's not just Washington putting pressure on him. It's Brady's going to have a lot of pressure on himself. This is why he left the Patriots for an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. You know, the game's in Tampa this year. There's a lot of, you know, motivation for them to get there. There's a lot of pressure on him. The farther he goes in the playoffs, the more and more you can make the case um, in the Brady-Belichick debate of who is more important than the other. To me, I think the Buccaneers are a bit overrated. I know they've been clicking as of late, but it's been against really bad teams. Like, you played against Detroit with Matthew Stafford getting hurt, and you just throttled them. You played the Falcons twice. Um, they're really not a good team at all either. They struggled against the Vikings. Um, they lost to the Chiefs in a decently good game, but Tom Brady was all over the place throwing picks everywhere. So that's going to be... a um, interesting for him. He hasn't been good in primetime games at night this year or in the past really. Um, Alex Smith too is a huge X factor for Washington. They're 5-1 and one when he plays this year I know Week 17 is not the greatest indictment for the Washington football team of how they played. I mean the Eagles basically had to give them that game and Washington almost was giving it right back to them so obviously the sloppy play has to get cleaned up but the run game with JD McKissick and Antonio Gibson matched with Terry McLaurin um, as far as passing threats and they've been getting enough production out of Logan Thomas in the tight end position that they can score some points. I don't think this is going to be an extremely high scoring game, but if the Washington football team can get pressure to Tom Brady, force them to run the ball, Ronald Jones has been banged up. I don't really trust their run game as much as other people do. And if they can find a way to slow down Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I think Washington has a really good chance. And I just like that they're playing at home as well. I'm going to be picking the Washington football team in an upset 24-20 over the Buccaneers. I could be completely wrong, but it's just a gut feeling that I have that the Bucs are going to go out in the first round um, this wild card playoff. Then moving on to the Sunday slate of games, we have the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Tennessee Titans. These two played earlier in the year as well. Um, To me, this is going to be a fun game to watch. If you're a defensive fan, I would probably turn this game off. I think it's just going to be an absolute shootout. Tennessee's defense has been absolutely abysmal all year, especially since losing Jadavian Clowney. They can't stop anyone, as we saw this past game against the Houston Texans. Their key is just running Derrick Henry, Mr. 2000 yards, into the ground against that Baltimore front seven, which has been good and bad at times this year. I think that Lamar Jackson running the ball and J.K. Dobbins' emergence onto the scene is something good for the Ravens. Playoff Lamar is still a thing, though. The past two times he's been in the playoffs, he hasn't been his normal self like he has been in the regular season, so I'm looking to see if he can turn that around. I'm interested to see if he can pass the ball well enough um, to beat the Tennessee Titans, although I don't know if they're going to be able to stop the run because the Titans' defense is so bad. However, the Ravens' playmakers are not nearly as good as the Titans. You look at the Titans' side of the ball with Derrick Henry, John U. Smith, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, all these different weapons with Ryan Tannehill and a decent offensive line compared to the Ravens, who do have a plethora of running backs between J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, and then Lamar runs the ball, Gus Edwards. But as far as the outside with the receivers, Hollywood Brown, Willie Sneed, Des Bryant, um, Mark Andrews obviously a big part of the passing game as well. They don't really nearly match up to the same skill level as Tennessee Titans, so I think it's definitely going to be a shootout, and it might come down to whoever gets the ball last, and I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens just because I think their defense is a little bit better. I don't trust Titans' defense at all. I think Harbaugh's a very good coach. I think the Ravens are playing their best football right now, and Tennessee's kind of been a fluky team throughout the year, so I'm going to pick the Ravens in a shootout, 36-33, to open up the Sunday slate. Bears at Saints, I think, is the least attractive of all the games to me. I don't know if the Bears can really count on Mitch Trubisky to play well enough in New Orleans for them to win. This could be Drew Brees' final run. There's been rumor that he's going to retire at the end of the season. And if they do know that, I think they're going to be an extra motivation. I know they don't have Michael Thomas, but they have enough offensive weapons, especially with Latavius Murray and Elvin Kamara, who is going to be pressing and playing, um, returning from COVID. So that's going to be a cool match between Alvin Kamara and then David Montgomery on the other side of the ball, who has been playing extremely well for Chicago as of late. It's just a matter of if the Bears' defense can hold up, if the Bears' defense can play out of this world and do what they did earlier in the year when these two teams faced, I think there's going to be a chance the Bears could keep it a close game. However, I think the way the Saints have been playing lately, I think Mitch Trubisky is prone to turnovers, and I just think the Saints are really going to put on their foot on the gas and just roll the Saint, or the Bears in this game so I'm gonna go with the Saints 32-16, doubling up the Bears. Um, the Bears, honestly, I wish it was Arizona just because I think it'd be a more intriguing matchup with Kyler Murray, but he was obviously hurt. Um, just the Bears factor with Mitch Trubisky on the offensive of the ball. Um, if he can't get the ball to Allen Robinson, who's probably gonna be shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, it's just gonna be a long day. Um, and that game also was in Chicago, which is a very tough environment to play in. Same thing with. Um, New Orleans going and playing there is very tough and I just don't think the Bears are going to be up for it and then the final game of the wildcard weekend we have a three-peat between the Browns and the Steelers they split um, the regular season series with the Browns actually winning last week against them to get into the playoffs against most of the Steelers backups so the Browns already going into this game with significant disadvantage because coach Kevin Stefanski Um, has COVID, so he is not going to be able to coach in this game. Um, I would put his name right up there with Sean McDermott, Brian Flores, and a few other guys for coach of the year consideration. He's done an exceptional job with the Cleveland Browns this year, getting them into playoffs for the first time in a long time, ending that drought. The Steelers are just very experienced, though. Mike Tomlin's a great head coach, probably top five in the NFL. You had been Roethlisberger resting last week against the Browns, And they also got some of their other more skilled players rest as well. TJ Watt, to me, is the defensive player of the year and actually could get some MVP conversation talk. I know defensive players don't typically get in there except for when JJ Watt and Aaron Donald have been in it. Um, It's very tough to beat a team three times in a year. However, I just like the Steelers' chances at home. Um, You know, the Browns already had a tough time last week as is against the Steelers' backups. Um, Moving the ball and scoring points with no head coach, Van Pelt calling plays, I'm um, really running things. And, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to really have to step up. Jarvis Landry, Peoples-Jones, um, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, all those guys are going to have to step up. If they can get Kareem Hun and Nick Chubb going, I think the Steelers actually could be in for a long game just because the Steelers haven't been able to run the ball. They have enough playmakers between Juju Deontay Johnson, Chase Clypool, and Eric Ebron. Um, I think to just beat the Browns in the passing game, because the Browns don't have a great secondary. I think their front seven is really good. I think their secondary is a little bit um, skeptical at times. If the Browns could shut down James Conner and Big Ben's not on throwing the ball, the Steelers could definitely lose this game. I definitely think it's going to be a really close one. I think the no-coach factor is going to come into play very late in the game And I'm going to have the Steelers squeaking by the Browns 28-27 in a really good game um, to close out the wild card schedule. Um, So those are my predictions. We'll revisit them next week or in a few weeks when we get more deep into the playoffs. Um, And then just kind of touch on the Bills again a little bit to just end the show here. Um, You know, I think the Bills are the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs um, as far as, you know, beating them and potentially going to the Super Bowl. The thing, too, is that I like that the Bills did, which I mentioned before. of teams resting their starters week 17, the past, like, nine times they've done it, according to Kim Jones when she's on Good Morning Football, those teams have never made the Super Bowl. So I'm wondering if the Chiefs, who rested Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and all those other guys, um, who the Chiefs really haven't been playing their best football. I know they've been winning tons of games and really haven't been losing to anybody. I know they lost to the Chargers week 17 in a meaningless game, but... Um, you know, they weren't playing their best football going in, and maybe rest helps that, and they can kind of re-click and get back to things. But, you know, the Bills are just humming on all cylinders, and I like that they played their starters for at least the first half and defense into the third quarter. Um, so I think the Bills are just going to continue to be on fire. and I think just the Chiefs might not be able to have the ability to flip that switch against a team like the Bills or the Ravens or even the Steelers to that matter. So I think it's going to be definitely a great wild card Um, route. I think the winner of the Super Bowl is going to come out of the AFC this year. I think the AFC is really stacked. NFC has a lot of good teams as well. I just think the bottom half of the NFC, as far as the wild card round goes, isn't nearly as good as the way some of these AFC teams have been looking. But those are my predictions. Appreciate everyone for tuning in for today's episode. I'll be back again on Monday for another um, episode. I'll probably be doing a recap of the Bills game. Um, from this weekend, and then I'll be getting into more Saber stuff. Now the training camps, more and more on their way. The blue and gold—they're doing a second blue and gold scrimmage on Saturday, so I'll probably do, you know, a little bit of a recap of that. What I liked, what I didn't like. Dylan Cousins and Jack Quinn have returned from the World Junior, so they'll be joining the Sabers roster according to Ralph Ruther tomorrow. So we'll have to keep an eye on that as well. Probably throw in some college football, college basketball in there on Monday as well. But thank you all again for tuning in. Like I said before, please give me a follow on Instagram at English Encore Podcast. And I have the links um, for my buddy show that I was just appearing on yesterday. I'll throw the videos on Instagram later today as well. Stay safe, stay healthy, go Bills. This has been English Encore Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel.